Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves. And you guys, I am super excited to introduce our guest today. Joe Stern is a e-commerce and sort of technology specialist who also happens to be a dog person, y'all. So she's a breeder and her handler with boxers and toy fox terriers. So she brings this, we've talked about this a couple other times, but this melding of old world, us dog people, and new world technology into the same space. And she's got some really great advice for us in terms of building, supporting our websites and our social and all that kind of stuff. So Joe, thank you for coming. I am so thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. Trupanion loves helping pets get the care they need. That's why they're excited to announce that they've officially paid out over $2 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars in veterinary claims. That's two billion reasons for more tail wags and treats. That's 730,000 pets that got the care they needed. Trepanion would like to thank all of the owners and breeders who've trusted them over the last 22 years. If you're part of the Trupanion Breeder Support Program, don't forget to register your upcoming litters for their go-home day offers. That way you can send them home protected by Trupanion's world-class coverage. If you're not part of the program yet, it's completely free to join and lets you send your litters home with an offer for a full Trupanion insurance policy that waives the waiting periods. To learn more and to sign up, just visit my partner page at puredogtalk.com. So we thought that we would start, you and I, in our conversation, talking about this concept of SEO and WTF, right? I mean, what is this? What does it mean? Why does it matter? Why should we care? All those things. So it's all you, babe. Yeah, absolutely. So search engine optimization is essentially what you are building into your website to make you more findable on the internet. Mm -hmm. When you are talking about thousands upon thousands of people searching for you as a breeder or your puppies, or they're just getting into looking into information about breeds. You want to make sure that your website is easy to find, especially if you've got litters on the ground and you're trying to sell puppies or you're trying to advertise your studs, or, you know, you want to connect with other people in the same breed or with handlers, you want to get your name out there. And so it's your ability to um, make yourself appear on the first page of Google. That's the end goal is when somebody searches your name, your breed, your state, you show up first. And that's the end goal of of what you're doing with um, SEO or search engine optimization. I tell people all the time that if somebody types golden retriever into Google, 
and they don't get your kennel page or the Golden Retriever Club of America or something along those lines, and instead they get Golden Doodle Fantasy Breeder next door, guess what they're going to buy? And I think that that's so important and people still are reluctant to do it or to understand how to do it. Well, I think it's kind of both, right? So it's a little bit of reluctancy because technology is scary, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also not exactly their fault because it's very difficult. It's very convoluted. Google makes it difficult on purpose because they don't want people to game the system. And so there are different pieces of this puzzle that is SEO that it seems a lot of breeders are missing pieces and puzzles because that technology is so hard and that education just really isn't out there. There's not a lot of layman's terms education on Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. to build your website effectively, how to get your name out there. So there's a lot of guesswork, but I think there's a lot of things, a lot of strategies that breeders can employ. that are very simple, very easy. Yes. And things that they can start today. So what's your top tips? Give me a handful of things they can do right now today. (laughs) So I think the first thing is they need to Google themselves. They just need to Google their kennel name. They just go search yourself and see where you show up on Google. See how hard it is to find yourself in Google. If you can't type in your kennel name, your breed or your state and find yourself that's a problem. You need to look into why you're not showing up. So most oftentimes it'll be things like if you've got a website that you've built and you have not maintained, Mm -hmm. you haven't got any up-to-date content Mm -hmm. or you haven't made any changes in terms of how people can find you, like what state are you located in? Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to put your address on there. Mm -hmm. Although I will say It's kind of a difficult situation. A lot of breeders don't want to put their address out there because it's their personal home, which I totally understand. But on the other side, Google likes addresses. They like locations. So what if we did our town? So you could put Scotia Kennel in Grants Pass, Oregon. Does that do it? Perfect. Perfect. So as long as you have like a state or even a city and a state Mm -hmm. on there, Mm -hmm. when people are searching, they're searching small. So as a buyer, when you're looking for... Uh, we'll go with a golden retriever. You're not going to start your search out way far away from you. You want to see what's one to two hours away from you. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be where your locale comes in is putting your city and state in because as a buyer, as a pet buyer, we're not talking about show buyers and people who are very savvy. We're talking about our basic pet buyer, mm-hmm. they're going to be searching their town. They're going to be searching their state. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. going to be searching literally golden retrievers near me as that's a search function of Google. So it's not just restaurants near me. It's golden right. retrievers near me. Yeah, you can do that. And so Google okay. will take into account where that person is located and search local results for golden retrievers near that location. So even if they're not searching your town, if they type in golden retrievers near me, they're going to pull up breeders that have their cities and states on the website. Fascinating. Okay, Google yourself, include at least your state, if not your city and state. What else? So there's a really old term that used to be used in newspapers where it was above the fold and below the fold. Yes, 100%. I'm a newspaper reporter, 100% a thing. 
So breeders need to be aware of how their information is located on the page. And what that means for a website is if I have to scroll down the page to reach the most pertinent information, like what are your breeding dogs look like? What puppies are available? What is the price of your puppies? Like, what is all this information that I'm looking for? If I have to scroll past the initial page that loads on the website, you're going to lose people immediately. And so you want to keep the most important information at the top of your page. So what that might look like for a breeder is they have a menu at the top of the page that says, our dogs, available puppies, our prices and policy. Make sure that's at the top of the page that someone can see it. In big letters. (laughs) Big letters and not obnoxiously large, but big enough that customers can see it. And that your page, although, and I know that we get stuck on this as breeders, we love those beautiful full color photos that are just stunning of our dogs. We want to plaster them everywhere because as breeders and as show people, we want to showcase for puppy buyers. They don't want a bunch of pictures right at the top of the screen. They want to be able to see the information that they're looking for. So if you have giant images on your website that take a really long time to load, Mm -hmm. take those Mm -hmm. off. or Put them on a back page. Or put them on another page. Don't Mm -hmm. put them on your homepage Mm -hmm. because it's actually shown, it's statistically shown that the longer your website takes to load for someone, and typically it's about a three second mark, about 3.2 seconds, the more likely they are to leave your website. And Mm -hmm. so those big, beautiful pictures, if you put those on your homepage and it takes more than three seconds to load, (laughs) you're losing buyers by the second, quite literally. So looking for those things, I know. And so also being mobile ready. I was just going to go desktop and mobile, like really digging into that because you know, none of us are sitting here at our computers searching. We're on our phone searching. Right, right. And so what you'll see is there are a lot of really long time older breeders that come from the custom web page days and they've had Mm -hmm. these websites for 20 plus years and they've got a webmaster that they've exactly (laughs) right. They've got a webmaster that has been working on their site and Mm -hmm. there is so much SEO that's built into that. But in this day and age, if you are not mobile ready, and what I mean by that is a mobile optimized site. So if I look at your website on my mobile phone, if it doesn't have a specific mobile experience so that the menus are smaller, the pictures show up, the words are formatted for mobile, it will actually lead people to leave your website. So there's about 60% of people prefer to shop and search from their mobile phones or mobile devices or tablets. So if there isn't a mobile experience for your website, you are kicking yourself. And Google will also penalize you for that. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to provide that experience and they will not suggest your link if you don't have a mobile optimized website. Okay, so let's dial it back down to 1980 because that's where 90% of us are coming from. Or maybe not 90, but a lot of us. So mobile optimization and how are we going to take our two decades old page and make either a mobile version or a mobile optimized, at least front page that can lead them down the rosy path? How do we do that? 
So there's a few ways you can do it. One, if you have these older websites and you have a webmaster, mm-hmm. you definitely mm-hmm. talk to them about those right. strategies because some of that is going to take some changes to code if your mm-hmm. website is hard coded. Then if you have a site that has been built out in a, there's multiple pages on your website, what you could do is if you're web savvy enough, you could move to something like WordPress right? and copy and paste your information over to WordPress because WordPress is one of the many providers that Mm -hmm. automatically creates a mobile optimized site for you. So it actually, you only have to deal with inserting pictures and information and then WordPress can actually use their code to dumb it down to a mobile version so that it's faster to load and easier to search on when you're on a mobile device. If you have one of those hard-coded websites, it's still possible, but you would have to talk to the person that does your website design to make some tweaks, like either Mm -hmm. have lower resolution images show up instead of the high res images Mm -hmm. show up or Mm -hmm. move some of the menus around on the page or have it pull up a completely different version of your website if that's how they choose to do. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. All right, crew. I hear from folks pretty much daily asking for a specific topic or for a series of podcasts on a topic. So ask and you shall receive. (laughs) I've done all the hard work. I've sorted, searched, and compiled eight different albums from the archives on our most popular topics. And when I say there's a podcast for that, I ain't just a woofin'. Getting yours today is super simple. Just jump on puredogtalk.com backslash store and click the PDT albums image. And when you're in there, you're going to find a collection of veterinary voices. You're going to find a collection for breeding and whelping hands-on. You'll find Pure Dog Talk University on dog breeding. Love the breeds. Up your game. Owner handlers, the interviews, events and sports, there is so much there. And once you're in those links, you'll be able to read the details of the topic. For a special introductory price of a buck ninety-nine, you get a link to dozens, up to more than a hundred episodes on these specific topics. And while you're there, If you or a friend or family member are just getting started, even just starting a search for your first well-bred purebred dog, you can also check out Auntie Laura's Beginner's Guide to Show Dogs at puredogtalk.com backslash book to get the foundational Pure Dog Talk episodes with bonus tracks. So hop on it, y'all. These special prices will not last. All right. So I'm loving this. This is great. What's our next tip? So I think one of the other things that's really important to consider in this whole process, and I've kind of touched on it on a few different points, but Mm -hmm. it's something called your bounce rate. It's part of the SEO rankings. And so what a bounce rate is, is when an individual goes to your website and they click onto your link and start reading through your page, the bounce rate is the amount of people that leave your website after about three to five seconds of being on your website. And Google 
considers this in their algorithm as a point for ranking your website. So if you have a very high bounce rate, so if more people leave your website without clicking a link, without spending much time on the website, like if they bounce off the website before that three second timer, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that actually hurts you. And so if you have slow loading photos, if your website is difficult to read, if Mm -hmm. you have a lot of content below the fold, those are all factors in calculating your bounce rate. And so Google is looking at this and now how this is interpreted. This is really important. Google interprets a bounce rate as your information is out of date. Your information Mm -hmm. is incorrect for the search terms. Your information or content is not interesting enough for those search terms Mm -hmm. that they're not interesting enough that people are not staying on the website or there's something wrong with the website. Like Mm. there could be a broken link or the content's just incorrect. And so Google, there's no form for someone to fill out when they leave your website that says, hey, Google, I didn't stay on this website because where's my survey, right? Like there's no survey for that. So Google has to interpret that bounce rate as this link is not a good link. We shouldn't show this on the front page of Google if people keep leaving before this three to five second timer. Yeah. So making sure that your content is engaging or up to date. So Mm -hmm. let's say if you have litters that you're posting on your website, Mm -hmm. make sure that information's up to date. Like if Mm -hmm. I go to your website as a buyer and I see that you have a litter of puppies that was listed six months ago, I know that that's not a current litter. So I'm not going to stay on your website because I want to see what's most up to date. That's where a lot of breeders, like in our previous conversations about these places like AKC Mm -hmm. Marketplace, Mm -hmm. these places suck up that SEO juice that you can get from your website because Mm -hmm. they have brand new content. Google like shiny brand new content. They want every day, right? Every minute that you can give them fresh content, Google is sucking that stuff up. So if you start seeing your search results below places like Mm -hmm. AKC marketplace or any Mm -hmm. of these like puppy finder or anything Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. it's because your content isn't fresh enough. Like people are leaving your website to go to the places where there's more fresh content, more up-to-date content. Okay. So this is really good. So this is a question that we're going to get, or I've gotten, or I have all of the above. (laughs) I don't have a litter. I'm not going to have a litter, but I still want, I'm using this as a hypothetical. I still want to have connection with people, interaction with people, education about my breed, whatever it is. So I should have like a blog or a photo of the day or a something like that. If you have to pay a web designer to do this for you, it's going to cost a billion dollars, but you can do that yourself. And then my next question is, how do we incorporate social media into that Google search? Because I've had some success with that. That is a really great question. And that's so easy to do, especially with things like Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. First of all, on your Instagram profile, you can put your website link right in Mm -hmm. your bio, Mm -hmm. which automatically creates a backlink from Instagram to your website. Mm -hmm. So if you're posting photos every day on Instagram, you're getting that up-to-date content where people are looking at your photos on Instagram. They go to your profile. They go, oh, wow, look at all these photos. 
and then they click on that link and Google sees those backlinks. That's one way to incorporate it. Two, Facebook. You can mm-hmm. use it like a blog. If you mm-hmm. have a Facebook business page mm-hmm. and you're posting constantly and linking back to your website, mm-hmm. That's another way to create fresh content with your website link on it. And as people click on those links, Google will recognize this traffic from social media to your website. The alternative to that is posting on your website. So if you have a blog on your website, or if you're creating pages, or if you're constantly updating your website, make sure that you add your social media links onto the website. Many sites will let you easy add your Mm -hmm. handles on Instagram or Facebook so that people can go from your website to your social media. And so having those links are very, very important. And it's not just Facebook and Instagram. I mean, you can use Pinterest or Pinterest and LinkedIn or, you know, any of these other things that you're using Twitter and all that. So any of those can link into your website or you can Mm -hmm. link from your website to social media Mm -hmm. to build that backlink because Google also likes to see when different websites link to your website. Mm. They want to see that your content is relevant. And so that's a marker. Social media is a big marker to show that your content, your website is relevant and should be showing up Mm -hmm. on that first page of Google. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I know there are some, or maybe I might have dreamed this, but it seems like there's a way in a lot of the WordPress sites to put your Facebook feed or your social media feed straight into the website. Did I dream that? Yes. So there are (laughs) ways to do that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There are ways to do that. On many websites, you can do that. Mm. There are plugins that you can connect your Instagram or your Facebook onto Mm -hmm. your website so you can feature it. Right. I'm pretty sure that that's what my web designer did for my kennel page because there's stuff on there. I'm like, how'd she get that on? (laughs) I can't do this, but it does help. Okay. So you're the least tech savvy person on the planet, but you do have Facebook and you don't have a website. Where are we now? What are we going to try and do at that point? Is that something that we can do anything with? Or should you then still create some kind of basic website? Yes. So if you don't have anything at all, if we're starting fresh blank slate, Mm -hmm. first thing we do is build a Facebook page, build a business Facebook page, not a personal page, but a business Facebook page. Second thing you want to do is make sure you on any social media platform that you choose to use, make sure that your handle. So as an example, my kennel is tack team kennels. We went across the board and got every handle and owned Tac Team Kennels. So if you go onto Facebook and search at like the at symbol Tac Mm -hmm. Team Kennels, our kennel shows up. If you do the same thing on Instagram, our kennel show up. Own your kennel name. So if you have your kennel name, and this is a caveat to it, if you know your kennel name is unique, because sometimes there are double up on kennel names, even Mm -hmm. though they're not in the same breed. If you know your kennel name is unique and the way you do that is you Google it, right? You Mm -hmm. Google the kennel name you want to use and the breed that you're in and make sure that it's a unique kennel name. But as soon as you find out that it's unique, you go and own that name everywhere that you can and make sure that you don't have any like additional letters or numbers at the end of it. You want it just to be the kennel name. So 
if you're golden goldens, let's say, you know, that's your kennel name, you want to go to Instagram and sign up for a page and call it golden goldens. And so when someone searches it, that's the only thing that they're searching for. Right. Then after that, you can go on to websites like WordPress. Mm -hmm. Again, it's a very simple website, very easy to build. You don't need a webmaster in most cases. I mean, I've been in the industry for many, many years, so I can build a website in probably an hour mm-hmm. on that website, mm-hmm. but I don't have to know any code. It's drag and drop for right. pictures and you right. just type in the text that you need on the page. But those would be the first things that I would do is just making sure that there is some presence somewhere mm-hmm. that people can search. It's not going to show up day one if you go and create a business page. Also, patience is a big thing in SEO. It takes months, if not years for a lot of these things to start changing because Google has to see a consistency in people going to your website and you updating your content. So making sure that you're getting on there and posting. So if you create a Facebook page or an Instagram instead of a website first, make sure that you're posting at least every couple days, putting your kennel name out Mm -hmm. there, putting photos out there, associating your name with the breed or your location or Mm -hmm. whatever content that is relevant to your breed, whether Mm -hmm. it's testing or showing or breeding or stud ads or anything like that making sure that you're linking to relevant content. So if you're doing breed education, so let's say you're a breed chair for your breed and you want to make sure that you're getting your content out there. So like if you're doing judges education or stuff like that, and you want that associated with your kennel, post that on your social media, post that on your website, Mm -hmm. just make sure that you've got consistent and relevant content on your social media and on your website. Beautiful. I love that. That is like amazing. I have had to learn a lot more than I wanted to because of the podcast. So, (laughs) I mean, I can remember this is how old I am. So y'all, I'm just dating myself a minute. When the internet became a thing, I can remember thinking to myself, I had at the time, one of those original coding books, like how to write code. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, I could learn. No. I am not going to do that. I can write content for this new universe that we're getting. So that's how old I am. I remember the pre-internet days. So I think that that applies to so many of my contemporaries and has become as a result, something of a culture. And I know of actual national breed clubs that if you attempt to advertise your puppies on anything other than your own website, you can't be a member of the club. They'll throw you out. I'm like, okay, people, let's catch up with uh, time. So this is great for that. Yeah. And, you know, we're seeing it everywhere as breeders. I'm experiencing it Mm -hmm. myself, you know, from time to time when I have litters on the ground, we have these wait lists and we think Mm -hmm. we have homes for all of our puppies. And then we realize, you know, people back out Mm -hmm. or we have more puppies than people Mm -hmm. on our wait list. (laughs) And we panic because we say, my gosh, how am I going to sell these puppies? Where am I going to get my name out? And so if you don't have the SEO juice already Mm -hmm. built into your website, it is very difficult to market your puppies 
within, like you said, sometimes within the guidelines of your breed club. And so making sure that you are up to date on SEO and these tips and tricks is Mm -hmm. very important when you have those last minute, oh no, you know, like Ah, this extra puppy and I don't have a I have 14 puppies. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you know, we're all blessed. We're all excited and thankful when we have a 10 puppy litter, you know, when it's a big litter or a surprise like that. But the reality of it is, is that technology is our friend. It's not our enemy. And it is constantly and rapidly changing. But there are always small things that you can do, small baby steps that you can start doing that will help you get your name and your kennel out there. Awesome. All right. Well, Joe, this has been Amazeballs. And I look forward to having you on as a recurring guest to talk about more technological stuff because people are definitely going to ask me. (laughs) Absolutely. I'd love to be on. Excellent. Thank you so much. You you. have a great day. You too. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 